Hi, and welcome home. My name is Roxy, and it is a real pleasure to meet you here again. Every week, I bring amazing people that created masterpieces with their lives. This conversation would not be about how they did it, but about who they had to become, to be an energetic match to the life they are living now. We will tune into the stories, the journey, the duality, and what makes them who they are. So through this episode, may your inner self be revealed to you, and let's return home. Well, are you? Hello, John. <laughs> Hello, everyone who's listening to us. We have the famous Jenna Kingsport with us today. I'm so happy. I'm so, 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 so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that you decided to say yes to this, that our team has been in communication to make it happen. And now we're here. It's 5.30, 5.20, 30 in the morning. 5.30 a.m. Yep, yeah, it is bright and early. <laughs> I love it so much. So for me, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. So we're really on the opposite side of the planet <laughs> of each yeah. other. And I'm so happy that you decided to come. I'm going to introduce you for everyone through this beautiful introduction that my team and yours concorded together. So ladies <clears throat> and gentlemen, Jenna, so free-spirited, bright-minded, light-hearted, space-holder, dream-whisperer, Subconscious reprogrammer out here representing big dreams in your capacity to dream bigger, imagine more, and go all in. Jana's work is creating the energetic exilier for your entrepreneur dreams, walking with you as you achieve strategically and attune energetically to your million-dollar business dreams, doing what you love with the ones you love in a way you love. Join us for this amazing conversation. Big dreamy. I love oh, it. Yeah. So it's much. So I was having goosebumps. Like when they put it out there and they created this event so everyone can just like, you know, accept the invitation to come. There's so many people joining us saying hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, ladies. So hi, everyone. This was the proper PR beautiful introduction. But I'm just going to create this mini space to introduce you through my own embodiment of who I think you are. And I'm not God, so it's not the absolute truth of who you are. But it's more like I wanted to introduce you in a way where we met. Can we say where we met? Is it something? Yeah, of yeah, course. Okay. I don't know. Some people like to Nothing so found. <laughs> <laughs> so we met through uh, Melanie Ann's layer mastermind, Unity. And I, I'm a newbie. And Jenna is like the senior one. Like she knows that she's been there. And I, I, I just, I just joined it like two months ago, one month ago in August. And the, when we just, when I, I started it, when I just entered this mastermind, like we fall in love with each other. And I think we fall in love because our, our story is so similar. And what I love the most about you and what I, I fall in love with you is this kind of bubbly and wellness and just humanness, but at the same time, so highness. And so like you hold this bigness that exists through the sky and the heard at the same time, like you're so grounded, but at the same time, so we had this conversation. Maybe we're going to start with that. Like we just had this conversation with the sky and the ground, right? Down to earth. Okay. about it is everything you do, you make it happen. Like you're here, like you have two kids, two, right? Three. Yeah. Three. 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 You've been married for how many times? 
23 years or been together 23 years Three. married I we lose track I think 14 years maybe 15 and you're remember. still like two kids in love like I watch your reels I watch what you do everything that you're doing and I think I fall in love with this humanness that exists and you remind us how much it is possible like there's no limit like if we, we can go there and you don't have to work hard you don't have to just there's this kind of feminine energy but so 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 embodied into the masculine too like there's no separation in the way you do things like the strategy and the energy you master it and I loved it because for so many times I was looking for this embodiment and integrity of balance through things like not polarized but really like just this walking magic woman who's just making everything happen so for me you're like god you know <laughs> love you oh my god I'm just soaking that all in I love that never heard myself explained like that but it is like <laughs> perfect I'm gonna go around later write it down maybe the team will be writing it down but I'll write that down later I love it so good I, I love, love it. it and everyone's like well love it hello okay so many people are joining us so I want to start with that I want to start with that this conversation we had like last week this week I lost time but about you know this humble land like being humble, staying grounded, mm -hmm. humility, but this kind of things that holds us back from real ascension and expansion. Remember that conversation? I so remember it. It's so interesting because I don't know if it was you that posted the screenshot of humble or humility or it was somebody else, but I literally have pulled that quote out or the dictionary meaning of humble out during a live stream, like for years, over years, because mm. I had always honored and um, prided myself on being humble. Cause I was like, I'm humble. I'm down to earth, which is really like in Australia, that's a good quality. If you're not down to earth, if you're not humble, if you don't have like, if you're like outwardly mm. ambitious, then it's not really respected. It's really looked down upon. It's like culturally, it's like, no. And then I remember when I looked up like what humble meant, because mm. like, you know, when you are ascending and you achieve a big dream and you're like, oh my God. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're going through the sabotage and you're just like, everything's just coming at you. And you're just, you're having this identity crisis because who you were is no longer congruent with where you're going. And then you're just like at this crossroads of like, do I go keep going? Or do I like retract and go back to where I was and what I was and the identity I had? And that's yeah. when I remember one time it was like, humble Jana cannot come on this next journey because it's going to create incongruent, like um, it's going to create like dissonance. And I looked up the meaning and I was like, okay, all about <laughs> self-love and also humble means a low view of self. I'm like, mm. that makes no sense. So yeah, that's how yeah. I feel about it too. Yeah, and I think I think this is where we had the conversation because I think connection most of the time happens through this humbleness and humility. Like we we prize this, like we put it up front, we put it as a front runner of a quality to have to be to hold a lower version and view sides of who we are. That doesn't make sense. That it doesn't make no sense. sense at all. And if you're listening to us, if you're alive, or if you're listening to this, like. Can you take a moment and just realize that so many times we work hard to pull this quality to make sure we were a good person. Mm -hmm. So to be a good person is to actually have a lower vision of who you are. That doesn't make sense. It just it doesn't. And, yeah. and what is right now this journey? Like when you realize this, how was it holding you? 
I, I feel like with the humbleness, I think that that was hold, like creating sabotage in a really deep way until I let go of that identity. And mm. I, you see every day like online and especially with like mass motivation and mass self-development and obviously we're very micro, very much a fringe community here of like creating our own little incubators and ecosystems. And the big mass is like top three values in life is humility or humbleness is one of them and that can be people with millions of followers and like millions of like the millions of followers we know doesn't always equate to millions of dollars but like they're up there with the greats right of like the mass respected and they'll say like you know it's about being humble it's about being humble it's about humility and having success with humbleness or humility so um for me, it's that constant as you go into like the sabotage after achieving a big dream. It's that constant like for me with going humble. There's got to be a different way of seeing like and down to earth, but like humble and down to earth. There's got to be a different way of like translating it in your mind because yeah. obviously we want to care about others as well as ourselves, but it's kind of like hard. It's one of those really hard ones to reconcile. And I know yeah. like, one of the beautiful things that Melanie says is that self-importance thing, which is something that she's really brought in this year, like the self-importance. I was like, what <laughs> self-importance? You're not allowed to say that. You ain't allowed to say that. You can't say that. But as she said that, I was like, that's the, I feel like it's the opposite of the humbleness. And she's like, as we come into this world, like, you've got to be raising your self-importance. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got rid of the humbleness, but raising self-importance, I'm still working on that. <laughs> Yeah, and I love it. And at the same time, I think people are misunderstanding humbleness with kindness. This is actually what they wanted us to, like, it's about through your self-importance, please still care. But it's kindness, it's compassion, it's openness. It's not, umbrella. doesn't make sense. It's like, it's it's not even about humility. What What do you mean? It's like, we have to learn to love ourselves, but not too much. Like, I cannot love myself, but there's a limit. There's a cap on how much I, I, I can think I can think big of me. This is what, what was happening in my side was actually, and I'm going to share something really vulnerable here. When Melanie said that, you know, self-love and self-importance, and just for everyone, the whole topics and the whole analogy of this is when you learn to bring both at the same time, this self-importance for yourself, like bringing your own value to the game, like your own self-importance of who you are in the world, but still opening your heart and care about others, this is where you really win because you connect, but at the same time through who you really are. That's that's a really small version of the whole topics. But then you work into like, are you more like have to, to work into this self-importance or caring for others. And I I saw the mass version of everyone. Oh my God, I need to work on myself from purpose. But for me, I'm like, I think I'm hot. <laughs> so I think I have to learn on myself. Like that was it for me. And I felt the shame. I felt mm -hmm. really ashamed saying like, <laughs> Everyone is, has to work on the self-importance. And I think my head's going to pop through the door. I think I'm awesome. I already knew I was awesome. I My self-importance was never really like this kind of like resistance in my life. It was more opening my heart to others. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's the flip side of the other. Like I think I'm big, but at the same time, I cannot allow my bigness to come with others. I don't think I'm that big, you know? But that mm -hmm. was my understanding. But I think with that was really like all my life things were easy for me like you remember when we had that conversation and i said like in the middle of a 
a call like um I said, I can eat darkness for breakfast. I'm not afraid of the dark. <laughs> but when you're not afraid of the dark, you can navigate through things, through hardship yeah. easily. But what was happening with that is, but I, I know I'm intelligent, but I cannot say it out loud, okay? Mm -hmm. I know I'm beautiful, but I cannot say out loud that I know. I know that what I do is golden, but I cannot say that I know it's golden. That was really different and hard for me because it's like, everyone is like, love your body. Okay, I love my body, but don't say it. You cannot say it don't if say you it. love it. Don't say it. Don't say that you love it. Don't don't say that you think you're hot. Okay. Well, what what how do I do this? Like I have to wear confidence, but I cannot express myself. Doesn't make sense. It was like kind of mind. Oh my god. Yes. Cool. That's I think everybody when Melanie brings it that to you about like you've got to raise yourself important, you're like, ah. and then <laughs> what you've said here is so perfect because I had the inner self-importance because I'd already shifted my belief around being humble versus like self, like yeah. honoring self, knowing self, like I am badass. Like, look at me go. I am super special. Da, 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 da. But I, I realized when she said, you've got to be outwardly self-important or you get to be like, she doesn't say you have to write it, you know, but I remember, so hearing you speak and saying that you can't say it outwardly. I get that because I think for me as well, is I, from a young age, I'd never, I'm like outwardly, I was outwardly humble. And so from a young age, I'm like, I would be in a room and I'm like, I'm really special. There's something really special about me. And I'm like, you're not allowed to say that. And I feel like it's only been this year where I said, yeah, like my whole life I knew I was special. Like as I, I walked into, not, as I walk into a room, I'm like, I am just a light. I am just like, I change the energy of the room. They love me. I'm like so bubbly. I'm like a whole energetic vortex. I change everybody's life and I walk around like, woo. I'm like, I'm really special, but <laughs> no, I'm like you. I, I remember being like in high school. I was in the back and I was like looking at everyone and I was like, I'm special. I'm going to do mm -hmm. something. I don't know what, but exactly. I was like, there's something in here. Like I, I always knew. I always knew there was something in me, but at the same time, it's like there's this kind of, this is kind of, um, I always say that when you tune, to, I don't have the words yet in my mind, like it's like when you tune down someone, like you, you, you're you not allowing it to be expressed. Censored. Like dim them, like, oh, censored, yeah. yeah. Censored. Dim them this, down. Yeah. yeah. I think this is collectively like something in, in our consciousness, in our collective consciousness, like this kind of troll thing where we're not allowing ourselves to express this. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I feel like everybody here, everybody that makes it online, you secretly know that you're really special. Like, you know, yes. as in, like, you you know, you're like, I've got something to say. I've got amazing life's work to do in the world. I've got books to write, courses to do, masterminds to run. Like, I, you can't be going and doing that unless you're like, what I know is special, what I do is special. And the way I do it is really special as well. Like, you can't be do, like, you but have we not we've not said it out loud so i guess we all get to say it out loud now we all get to say it otherwise yeah. we wouldn't even have an instagram that says our name unless we didn't think that truly on the inside maybe not outwardly mm. but on the inside yeah yeah actually you don't use social media if you don't want to be seen like you would you would choose another business model you cannot say you don't want to be seen you want to be seen you want to be chosen and my business has been like it's like a rocket on the ship. Like 
the exponential growth that I received recently when I reclaimed that part of me, like, yeah, I want to be seen and I want to be chosen and I want to change the world and I want to do something big and I'm going to have my I name in the big, big. Yeah. yeah. Easter is going to remember me. Like when I claim that part of me and f- stop feeling ashamed of it and people are like, oh, I don't know how, but I know. I always knew I want to be part of the known. Like I want to be part. I know deep down, like we're meant to be seen. You don't have that fire inside of you of being seen that much that with that potency, if you were not meant to be seen, like it's, it's connected. Like your desire is part of your purpose. So I think we're meant to do something big. It's a reclamation. Do you find that? So for me, I find that every big quantum leap in my business has come after me reclaiming something about me. So I feel like in 2020, like a reclamation of like, you know what? I want to make money. And this is ridiculous that I do not have the income that matches the impact. I have so many results for clients. And here I am like this little humble business, six figure business for six years. I was like, okay, done with that reclamation. Like I'm reclaiming, like I want to make money. And I, as a kid, I was like, I want to be a millionaire, but you never say it out loud because you're like a childhood dream. I used to say, I want to be a writer, but I did, but a writer and a millionaire together. But I mm-hmm. cut out that because all the parents would be like, oh, that's so adorable. You want to be a writer? Say, I want to be a writer and a millionaire. Oh, okay. You don't want to care yeah. too much about money. Yeah. <laughs> Reclamation. I love the vibe. And so 2020 was your money reclamation. What was 2021? Oh, ascension. It's like to have and to hold, to learn what you've ascended into. And I think for for me, because it was such a big, like long-term foundation building, Mm. for me, the next thing was the identity, like really the identity shift. And I guess really the aspirational dream bigger side. It was the whole year led Mm -hmm. up to this one moment where I had two words come through to me, like this whole year, it was just like, now what? Once I hit the million last year, so I hit the actual million last year, in 2020, started having 100K months. And then in 2021, I cracked the million in 12 months. And I was like, woo! And then, hello, sabotage. (laughs) It was like crazy. And it took me like a couple months. I think it was a good June, July, August, September, October. October, so five months of deep sabotage. And then two words came to me. They were like my saviors. They just this this two words. And I think that was the whole time that's what I was meant to be learning. And it was, I know it sounds like really simple, but I'd always <laughs> been the big dreams girl. Like I was always the big dreams genie, like all about the big dream, big dream, big dream. And then it was like, dream bigger. I was like, mm. like those two words was just like, now we dream bigger you've achieved these big dreams now what like now we dream bigger and it was like okay and yeah so that was it was like that powerful energy of like I get to dream dreams I've never had and I also get to dream bigger than I've ever dreamt before so that pulled me out of sabotage and then you just did your first million in what eight months eight months yes (laughs) yeah Yes. I, love I love it so much like this 2020 you reclaimed a big name the million boom you do it like this this is how it works like when when you allow this bigness and a reclamation is not something to be shy you cannot be humble and reclaim something it's it, they're not coming together they are on the opposite side of the scale like it's yeah. you reclaim or you you stay in humble land or, or you stay small with this okay someone said 
How do we cultivate self-importance while still nurturing our humility and kindness? This is what we said. They are not coming. You like don't. You don't. You can't yeah. because humility is the opposite of self-importance. It's having a viewer point, point of view of who yeah. you are. So you cannot nurture a, a low self-esteem and a big one at the same time. But you can nurture self-importance and kindness and kindness and this is where it's happening something else to say i love you know what i love about this it's everything that you've always like this is just fact we are humble it's fact that you don't focus on money you don't motivated by money you are humble you are not aspirate your aspiration will not too much you don't like yeah. big dream million dollar business no we want to say big dream is to like change the world and like Uh, all those like we have it's almost like a reconstruction has to happen as the reclamation has to happen and you you start to believe things you've never believed before and sometimes it's like you vehemently rallied against these things and then you're like you get brought to your knees until it's like I get it so for me with the humbleness I think to kind of reconcile it it's about deepening love and compassion for others without thinking lower of yourself so that's kind of like the replacement you get to deepen love and compassion and let go of the humbleness so i love it, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. this is kind of a this is what i'm always saying you know it's more of an inclusive nurturing now because you include others in your self importance i don't think i'm important for separating myself from others I think my importance in the world is bringing me together with others. It's like through this uniqueness, we are bringing ourselves together. So it's not about the more I'm unique or the more I'm important, the less you are. It's about like rising together and, and understand that it's an inclusive love. It's not separate. It's not because I love myself, then I cannot love you. I can love both of us. And I remember like I was in line one day and I think I was like, I don't know where I was, was supposed to be like, you know, paperwork, legal paperwork, I don't know, like my, I don't know, like something like doesn't even matter. And I was in line and someone was talking on the phone and she was kind of a, you know, the kind of a really assumed self-importance, but I was not at that moment. Like little me just waiting in line, like at the government kind of thing. And I'm like, okay. And she's just out there expressing herself on the phone. It was like Bluetooth at that moment. And like, like everything was just like this kind of thing. And she was talking out loud, like, you know what? Blah, blah. And she was talking out loud. And I remember being really impressed and like, oh my God, that woman, like she's assuming herself. And, and she said, and I would never, never forget. She said, you know what? I don't care if you, know, you don't love me. I can love myself for the both of us. And that was just... Boom. Boom. That's inclusive. I can love myself for the both of us. I'm including your loving to me. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay if you don't love me. I'm going to love myself for the both of us. And that just, I was in line. I was like, this is it. This is it. That was just, you know, just reprogramming everything. Like, it's not separating love when you're important. It's more like, I'm okay if you don't love me. I'm going to bring this universal love for the both of us in me. So I'm not separating myself. It's not like, okay, go away. It's like, I'm okay. I'm okay if you don't understand me. I'm okay if you don't get it. I don't care if it's okay that we're not sharing this love now. I'm going to love myself for the both of us. And that just changed everything. Like it's, it, you love this deepening and I love it. 
I love it so much. And it brings so much peace and harmony when you do that. When you do it that way, it brings you so much peace because, like, yeah. otherwise, imagine if you sat in there and you were just like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's, like, talking on the phone. How dare she? She's taking up so much space. Instead, just, like, hearing what she said and then just being like, you know what, you can take up space. I can be in this space. We can all be in this space. You do you, I do me. It's a beautiful thing because it's like I, I have this saying about, I, I guess it comes into that thing where we were saying about censoring yourself um, because mm. you just, like there's nothing you can say that is not offensive at this point in time. It's like it doesn't matter what you say. Somebody's not going to like it. <laughs> They're going to maybe disagree with it. And that's okay. Like I feel like if they do disagree and we're like, you have to agree with me, it's kind of like I have this saying about you love avocados or you don't but I can still love you even if you don't like avocados. Like yeah. how many of our friends don't like avocados? I'm just like, but I love avocados. How could you not love avocados? But in that sense of the word, it's just like, well, I'm not going to stop liking you just because you don't like avocados. So it just is crazy to me with opinions of others when you look outside of like other people having all these different opinions yeah. and you're not liking them just because they don't like avocados and you do <laughs> and it feels offensive <laughs> yeah that's totally right like we and actually we cannot have all the same similarities because otherwise we'll all be copied you know like it's, it's mm. like this is where we get unuseful like if everyone is alike like what's the point our point is our uniqueness so we have to be okay to meet contrast and variety and differences and so many things and I love it I love it that like there's so many things and I think people are so okay one of the biggest thing and I don't know if it's like this for you it's like oh but what come through is what is the difference okay I'm gonna switch that up um <laughs> let's switch it that it does drop I <laughs> just put it out there Okay, remember this. What's the line for you, the hardest to work on? Let's be honest, because there's always this flip side. I remember when you were saying it's when people don't understand me, like being misunderstood. What's your take on that? Like, what do you Oof. have to show? It's the hardest thing of online. Like, that was my biggest sabotage last year. It's my biggest sabotage in Ascension this year. It's like the mm -hmm. hardest thing about being online for somebody that's like, I feel like I'm not polarizing. I'm very, like, like you said, like very merged with the masculine and the feminine. Like you, like you said at the start, like I've never seen somebody like embody both so like perfectly, no polarization between the two. I like to think of myself as like not polarizing. I feel like it's pretty neutral, but to be misunderstood, to be unlovable and to see that love actively, or to see that love like, actively almost like shift to hate mm. is unbearable like to my soul it kind of like breaks my soul and so then I have to go through this like birth and death and it's like oh my god Jana would you just stop caring would you just mm. like harden your heart or close your heart because this is too hard I, I remember this happened to me years ago it wasn't going to be the last time I felt like this will be the last time it ever happens but it wasn't <laughs> but I remember when I had somebody come into my mastermind and within a week, she's like, you know what? And like, we were friends and she's like, within a week, she was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to do this 12 months. I'm like, oh my God. So my bad, because I'm like, oh, we're friends. And she's just like, 
yeah, I'm going to do another year. And I like popped her in perfect within a week. So it damaged the energy of the mastermind in the first week. I was inconsolable for months, like inconsolable. Obviously I showed up and I did my work and I did my thing. But after I would drop that mic, I literally was just sobbing, crying, a mess. Because I feel like for me, I was like, I open my heart and it just like gets ripped out and like, it's like they don't even care. Like they don't see you as a human. And I just feel like the worst thing is feeling dehumanized because like obviously they put you on a pedestal and for them to be able to reconcile it with them, whatever shitty decision they made, they've got to like cut you out. They've got to make you into and paint you into a picture that is not true, but it's true for them, for them to be able to create distance or to reconcile or to make the crappy thing that they did feel like, warranted or like you can do that to somebody because you make them into you dehumanize them and so being in that path and that firing line is hard and I remember the first time that it happened to me in 2018 um I yeah I was inconsolable and I remember having this big decision and sometimes I still regret the decision but it's always the best decision I ever made was I have two options I keep wearing my heart on my sleeve and keep coaching in the way that I do with heart and soul and openness and all about it and all about you and I love you and oh my god let's do this together and and when I'm like you know what we could do like when you're coaching the client like we could do this or we could do that like let's launch this so let's name it this it's kind of like you treat it as your own as if it was your own and that's my coaching or I close my heart and you can only send me one minute audios you can only do this and I'm like I'm just available this time and like closing my heart and I'm just going to ask questions so that's that other style of coaching it's just like yeah so what do you want to do and they spill their heart at you and you're like and then they say so what do you want to do so how do you feel about that uh I, I feel like I just said about that that's how I feel so like that other side of coaching is very closed off and it's just like yeah whatever and that was the option. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do coaching moving forward, I would rather not. I would rather not do coaching and mentoring, which I've done for like decade now. I'd rather not if it's that way. It's this way or nothing, which means I have a risk that my heart will be broken quite often. And that is coming to peace and harmony with that. It doesn't make it any easier every single time. It does make the process of healing because because as coaches, we are healing when that sort of crap happens to us or happens with us and always for us, obviously, but we don't think of it as for us during the time. It's like, it's not for me and I don't want to know about that. No, but it is essentially for us. It's all divine. And then so every time it happens, it's, it, I think you just get better at seeing it, spotting it, healing, moving through and rising instead of retreating and like, yeah, you just get better um, every time. <laughs> you get better. And this is what I said, like I, I did a post like uh, last week and I was saying this, I said, so many people's like one of my program had like a uh, hate on than 32 people coming in, in one year. And that was just one and a half year, like 18 months. And that was just, high level program, like nearly thousands of people. And I did the calculus in it. We are like at 1300 people paying high level in three years. And I'm like, this is extraordinary. I was celebrating that. But my point was, I don't have on payroll for the rest of my life, 1300 people, you know, there's a lot of people that went away and you know how many times I had to grieve these people. 
it's a lot of people to grieve. It, it's, it, it's huge. And I said, people want the high, but do you know who I had to be in this lowest moment for this high? And this is it. It's like, we're human. I, I don't get just, I'm not here f- just for the money. The money is cool. It's, it's the byproduct of, of the work we're doing. I love the money. But my point of being a coach was not to just make money. I would have trade money if I really wanted to just make money. I would not be in with you. There's ways to make money. There's money. If really it was just about the money, I would have fucking trade. I would learn the Forex or things like that. We're going to the I would not be with human dealing with emotion. It was just about money, you know? So, but people forget that, that it, it takes a lot of openness and healing and emotional intelligence because even if we do understand whatever happens and people that are not continuing with us, we pour our out our heart out there with them. We love them. We're just opened. And I had the same thing. Like, but for me, I don't know if it's like that. It's more like I felt vulnerable to love so much. It's like that mm-hmm. love is like me in the ass now. I love them mm-hmm. so much. And one one thing that happened for me was more like I feel that if I open my heart at the beginning. Now it's not like that because I'm always saying like, I love you. People think that I am having like this kind of sex where everyone's loving themselves so much that there's a problem in here. Like, because I say, I love you all the time. But at first it was more like, I feel disempowered if I show my love. Now they have power over me. They can break me because they know my heart. Does it make sense? It was so like, I cannot say that. I cannot say that I love them so much. I cannot say that I, I, I feel like we could be friends. I cannot say that to my client. Who am I to say that? Who am I to say, like, who am I to send flowers or send things? And, like, I could not show my love because when I love, I'm intense. Like, I'm, I'm this intense woman. Like, when I pop up in the master, I'm like, hey, I'm back. And, like, there's all this bubble and this text and this love. And I love you. I miss you. And, like, I'm really intense. But I was protecting myself because it was like, if they know, my love can be used against me. Now they have power over me. And that was just terrifying. It's like, no, 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 no. My love won't be used against me. I would just close my heart. I would just do things. So I begin with this separation and I learn to open my heart. This is why I was saying, I know my self-importance. I know I'm a genius. But caring about others was arming me. It's like, I cannot show this love. I cannot. So the only thing that's left is showing that I'm cool. I'm a genius. But I cannot show that I care. It's going to bite me in the ass later. Uh, Yeah, it makes sense 100% because that's like literally what happens. And I think, you know, what you said, and it's got my brain thinking about like 300, having like 300 or whatever. We're always like, I want this many and this thing, or I want this many and this thing, or I want 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 100. Instead of like probably doing the manifestation around that, we should probably look at what's the grieving process going to look like that when they leave. Yeah. Yeah. How am I going to navigate the grieving process of that? Because I feel like we're actually in an active grieving process a lot of the time as coaches. Like, because when people complete, if they complete beautifully and gracefully, it's still hard. It's still like, because a lot of people think like the coach doesn't care. There are some coaches that it's like water for ducks back. They just, they're not, they just don't feel it. But a lot of us, it's just like, I grieve every single client completing and then there's compounded grief when the client leaves and are really using your love against you way (laughs) that's extra 
So if you're like, I want 100 people in this program, okay, perfect. I think the way that I'm even going to look at it, okay, can I handle 100 people leaving as well? Because that's what's going to happen. If they don't all continue in some capacity or enjoying something else, then you've just got 100 people that are going to leave your world and disappear off the face of the planet. And you're like, where did you go? Where did you go? <laughs> I miss you so. Feels like it's been forever. Yes, it is. And it's not about like, okay, now we're going to manifest this. It's about being honest, Ooh, being honest with the flip side of it. And when you're okay mm -hmm. with the flip side, then you open yourself. Then the gateway is really open to this. And I didn't realize this. And one, one of my mentors said to me, like, you're, I don't know how you did it, but you've mastered the art of group. And not so many people can do that. And I didn't realize that because it's not something that I was consciously aware of because this is, she's the one saying to me, you know, how many people comes into your world? It's, it's crazy for eye level, the way you do it, because I was not doing low tickets or anything like that before when, when I had this it was like the only way you can work with me, eye level. That was, that was it. So people that wanted to come and she's like, you know, that's, it's not that kind of normal, you know, the way you do things. And does everyone stay? I'm like, of course not. Like it, it's a one, it was a one year like um, program. And of course there are some people that renew because they love it so much, but not 100, not 1000 people that's going to renew, you know, let's, let's be honest, our relationship change and involves, but this is where I realized like, it's an art, it's a night to, to grieve. And my program was an open enrollment. That means that you can get in when you want, but you can also like when your years finish, everyone is finishing at a different time because they entered a different time. So it was compounding grief. It's not a closed program. So it's not everyone who's living at the same time. It's like open grieving all the time. So holding the duality of yay, today someone enter, but also today someone leave. And it was like, yeah, that was like, oh my God, today 10 person leaves, but only five get in. And it was like, okay. And like this kind of, holding the balance through this and sometimes like nobody leaves today but it's not about like they left and did not uh honor their payment plan or anything it was like the year is finished you know but complete yeah mm, yeah what's your max i don't know i don't know like i want 23 in my mastermind <laughs> but i've just gone through a process of like a deep purification Oh my God, let's, let's, I'm going to position it as a purification. Um, but I want 23 in my mastermind. I really do. Cause I think um, I've ran masterminds since 2014 and um, I always had been like the master of masterminds. Um, mm. And like recently going through a purification of my mastermind and a reorganization wasn't planned but I still hold that dream because that was the dream like that's that's my dream that's 23 in a mastermind and then at probably 30 33 clients I can do I can do 33 clients um but programs I actually don't one of the things for me is like I've always been smaller numbers but as you said around the grief and like around that many people I realized I'm like there's my block because I'm like, I cannot do that many people leaving at once. I will not be able to handle that. So I realized that's probably why I don't have big numbers in like 
my group, my, not my group programs, but like courses. And I like to have it like one of my courses has a hundred in it. A couple of years ago, when I first started, I had this launching course in 2014 and I had 200 in there. I think when I got to 200, it was like, Ugh! and I sort of like held back, but it was a lifetime access thing. So nobody left. So I didn't have that thing happening. Um, but yeah, I think that's given me food for thought. I know now that that's why I haven't got big courses because I'm like, oh, what if when everybody leaves? Mm. What if anybody completes? But, yeah, with the mastermind, that same thing is rolling. And so it's such an interesting thing to be able to, like, hold that roller coaster of emotions. And I think it's just a meta level for life, really. With It's like every single day, I, I think as you grow, it's like the things become closer together because I remember at Six Figures it was like, every three months there'd be a thing that you'd have to sort and you're like okay oh my god it's the end of the world and you figure it out and then it's like but then when it's a million it's like boom 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 like every day and like oh my god and then but it's also the best things are happening every day as well so it's not like one at a time it's everything all at once and holding that energy is that's the mastery that's like you said the art and the craft of it is holding all of it at once <laughs> it's the whole thing because it's there is no time to recuperate there's no time like there is time to celebrate and we've got to ground that in I've really found like celebration for me is grounding it in because there is enough stuff to bring me down there's enough like things that happen and I always used to think like when I had a six-figure business like I am so immune to that that is not going to happen to me I'm really good at what I do being really good at what you do has nothing to do with you having to deal with issues and situations and stuff. Like it doesn't matter how good you are. It comes up and it happens no matter how good. Yeah. And, and the flip side is just coming on bigger scale. That's the trick. It's not that the, 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 the problems are, are smaller because you're bigger. It's like the, the size of the problem are following your growth. It's just like bigger flip side of things but I, I don't call it problem it's more like it's it's the flip side of things and when you learn to situations answer, yeah and I remember saying to my husband can I have just one day off can I just just celebrate for yeah. one day and nothing and like you and the pattern and the the behavior that were like the mechanics for me was like I'm gonna shut off so I can celebrate but then I'm separating myself then I'm not living really I'm living half the experience I can live. So when you learn to go through the duality and you learn to be okay with that, this is when it gets to be really more easier. And like, we come in here yesterday. This is what, like, we come fucking in here. That was, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like the visa is done. I'm on the land of the United States. It's okay. Then my daughter got food poisoning. I'm like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to unpack. The house is a mess. She's, she looked like she did crack. I'm telling you, she was having like this, her face was falling <laughs> like, baby, she's too, what is happening? And she's like, like that. And I'm like, what is happening in here? Like, what the fuck is that? Like the flip side is always there, always yeah. there. She's running this and she started to have rush. It's just like, it's, it's itchy. And I'm like, I know I don't know what to do and then go to the pharmacy go there go there go there and I'm like oh my god what is happening in here it was supposed to be a celebratory like day just enjoy went to the United States the palm trees are there we're in Florida then my kids get food poisoning I'm like 
I can this is why it. we celebrate. This is why we have to. We have to like stop, pause, celebrate because all of this stuff happens at the same time. And then also what I've noticed as well is like last week I was like, okay, I am done. I need a retreat for my birthday. I'm going on a seven-day retreat. Goodbye, everybody. I am just like, I am done. Like I, I came down and I was like, I got to go live and I'm like, and I saw something happened and then it was like another thing and I was like, oh, my God, people are so mean and malicious. I'm like, I need a retreat. That's it. I'm going on a retreat, seven-day retreat. I looked it up and I was like, okay, let's go. I'm going to book this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. And then I realized like a voice came to me as I was about to like book and I'm like, I'm out. Goodbye. I need a break. And that was true. I like did need a break. But I realized with we retreat or we rise, like we retreat or we rise. And that's what the word came to me. You retreat or you re retract. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with going on a retreat. Not as a reaction though. Not as like, oh, I need it. It's like, I desire it and I'm going to take it and I'm going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's not reactionary. But I think if we want to have these million dollar businesses, we've got to be able to hold it versus running away and retreating, like holding all these like energies that are happening and almost like having this equilibrium during it. And it's okay for us to want to run away and want to retreat and want to hide. But we get to do that. I feel like we get to do that. We get out ahead of ourselves as in like, you know what, I'm going to have one but not as a reaction, not as like, okay, let me just like go in a cocoon, just like yeah. hold myself. Yeah. But we, we rise, like instead of re retreating, we rise because there is a lot of things that we've got to handle all at once and, and we rise. And so I think, yeah, that was just something that happened last week. And I think when all of these things are happening, it's good to like have that in our brain. It's like, we rise, we don't retreat, we rise. Yeah, I love it. And because we think that there's, without the circumstances, we will feel better. But it's not true. It's fucking not true. Like something else will happen there. Like life is everywhere. You cannot get out of life. So it's like this is what I've learned. Like, you know, this, this relationship with the circumstances, the relationship with the thing. When you learn to master it, when you learn to really be okay. And like when people listen to us, like I don't know. Like I had this illusion and delusion of a million dollar woman is not going through that. She's not. And then you'll meet a millionaire like us and it's like, yeah, of course. And we're like, yeah, yeah. We, we had no idea. We just, we thought it will be better because there's this promise of better land on the other side of it because we think it's, it's because we are where we are that there's the flip side. And like this promised land on the other side of like a next level would just get us out of the flip side, but the flip side follow you everywhere. Like you cannot get out of life. It's always there. It's always there. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm telling you, I was seeing millionaire, like they got it all figured it out. Everything is bigger. Everything that happened before, you know what they say about big dreams, yeah. <laughs> big things. <laughs> You just mm -hmm. like you're dealing with extra things like and I think the things like we think it's going to be better, but it's just going to be bigger those things. But I think on the way there's a, like an, a contrast to that as well, because I remember like thinking when I cross the million, I don't feel any different. But that was because I was already a match to it. I was already a match to it. And most of us have a million dollar business before we have a million dollar business. My business was a million dollar business before it actually cracked the million. Because in that first month of that year, you 
don't realize you're a millionaire, but you are running a million dollar business because it's about to become a million dollar business, but you don't think you are. But if you can get into that energy of like, I am running a million dollar business, then when you do get there, the best thing about it is, yeah, it doesn't feel different because you're already matched. You already had a million dollar business. Now you've just got the actual thing that says I have a million dollar business. And so that's why I ground in with the celebration because I mean, we have all these things that we've got to deal with so much of like, why would we not stop to appreciate what we grew through to create this? Even if we don't feel any different, as in for me, when I celebrate that I don't actually feel different. I'm already a millionaire or I'm already achieved that. Like I feel nothing. And I think we, we get it a little twisted with big dreams because we get there and it's just like, kids are sick or whatever it's like uh I built this up in my head so much but you're already a match to this before it happened right and now it's happened it's just like but we've got to like ground that in with the celebration because otherwise we're just going to be like well I was already matched moving right along to the next thing I still love it that you said that because when people are asking like oh do you feel like you're a millionaire oh do you feel like you have so many house over the world oh you feel now and I'm like I feel this (laughs) I do much for it. I was I was a match to it for so long. Like it, it's it's there. I'm not not grateful. I love it. I cannot get enough photo of palm tree. I'm telling you, like palm tree and coffee, like my life right now. But it's like I don't feel like this life has power over me. I'm a match to it. So that means I don't feel different. I feel that I belong in this reality. I belong on that level. I belong in here. And I love that you said that because. And this is actually, I love that you say that because people don't understand. Like, for example, I said to one of my clients, like she was having this kind of a big, fucking, fucking big week. Like, I think it was a 75K week. And I said, you know, it's a $2 million business you just did. Like yours, what you just did, if we're... On, we're on track for a two million. It's not about like let's hit this and it's a goal. It's more like can you understand that the energetic and the strategy of your business you're holding right now a two million dollar business? And I'm telling you that just kicked her into the fucking roof. Like she was like, I didn't see that. I just saw that maybe I'm gonna achieve like a 100k month. I'm like, yeah, go bigger than that. Like it's not about that. It's yes. about feel and hold the energy. It's a two fucking million dollar business. Like. Can you handle that? And she's like, oh my God, now I get it. When you say the difference between holding the energy and already having a business, who's a million dollar business versus making it and just like tangibly, like actualizing that business into matter. And I, I didn't even know, like my people know that, but I didn't even know I was eating the 1 million because I was at 1.8 when I realized we just, if <laughs> the million, my first time. And I was like, I, I didn't see the shift in my body at all. Like went through the whoop 1.8. And I was like, what happened here? Like I was so, it was not about the number at that moment. And it was just so about like putting it, but it it happened so fast. Like you, like just like just compounding. It's like, it didn't make sense that we did that, but it did make sense. It makes sense, but it didn't. So my point was, you don't know, like you don't feel the difference. It's just, you became so much before so much imagine when she hits the two million it tracks back to that Mm. that's when you're most excited like i feel like it tracks back to that moment when you're like 
I'm in alignment with a $2 million business and the goosebumps that happen when it's not it yet, but you're like, you actually have it right now. In 12 months' time, you'll be celebrating it, but you've gotten so used to that energy of I have a $2 million business, I have $2 million, like, oh, my God, I'm in alignment. It's almost like the first thought of it, like, imagine, imagine that. That is, like, the most bubbly, like, bubbly, buzzy energy. And then 12 Mm. months' time, you're kind of used to that energy. You're almost, like, vibrating on that level now. And so when it happens, it's just, like, you're already there like you're already on that energetic plane so it's no there's no difference there's no rise in the energy because you've already been of that energy and so when she cracks the two million it's just like of course oh my god and of course (laughs) i love it i love it so much hello gorgeous woman i don't see the name and also the name of people that that are talking hello gorgeous hello ladies exactly jenna wow yes powerful reclamation two powerhouses in the house love you both i love it i think this conversation is going like extremely like this okay it's juicy so juicy it is it, and okay i i was having so many thoughts coming through at the same time and i'm gonna channel what i was about to say and it was what is the next like what are you aligning yourself to right now what is the next the bigger dream what is next so in true jana fashion i hit the seven figures in eight months and i'm like eight figures that's just the next logical step it's like eight figures it's very just dream bigger because i was like two mil three mil boring five boring seven eight figures let's go so it feels like so that's like whether it's three years or two years or one year or 10 years I'm not attached to the time frame it just my favorite way of going after my big dreams especially like with a million so in 2016 I declared to the internet I'm traveling around Australia I'm gonna crack the million dollar nut in a caravan that's what we're doing let's go So I'm like, let's go. And so like every single day, I'm just like taking them through the journey and we get to another year. It's like, didn't make it guys, but like, I, we can do this. And it's like, we did it. And then when I achieved, it was like, we cracked the million big dreamers. And so it was very much a, we did this because they've been watching, they've been listening, they've been following along. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't need a niche because I have a narrative. There is a journey. And so when I hit the million, it was like, uh what journey are we now on so the journey became the aftermath the sabotage welcome to the sabotage diaries but then obviously we need something bigger than that because otherwise it's just like sabotage 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 that gets boring after a while and so then when I crashed the seven figures I went I actually took everybody through like this dream bigger process of like Guys, I don't know if I want to say it. I don't know if I want to say it out loud, but my next big dream is to make eight figures making my big dream is eight figures making big dreams come true. That's the next big dream. And so it's like shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars and every day just face the sun. And so that's the next big dream. And so I find money a really fun because so many of my other big dreams have come true now, but money is like it just is so honest. It just doesn't lie. Is my energy there or not? No. So it doesn't show up. Is it there or not? No. Yes, it is. It is not. It's, it's just it doesn't lie. It's just really honest. And that's what I love about it because then all of these other big dreams come true because I have the means to them when I get this idea. It's just like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. 
I can hire a dream team of A players. Like my bestie is just there. Yeah. <laughs> She's come for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to hire my best friend my C- as my COO and like that's, you can't mm-hmm. do that without money. Like, so money makes a lot of my big dreams come true and it just synthesizes the whole process for me because before 2020, when I didn't put money, I never said seven figures or eight figures. Like I said in 2016, we're going for the million, but I wasn't focused on the million. I was more focused on the big dreams. But then in 2020, I was like, right, every single day I'm looking at my beliefs around money. Every single day I'm focusing on healing my relationship because it's the only thing that's creating dissonance in my entire life. Mm. Um, But like now with the eight figures, it just gives me this one moon to reach for and all of these other beautiful big dreams happen because of it. But it just, it's almost like for my ADD, it's really good because it's just like this is where we're going and all the other magic can happen along the way. I can't wait to see this. I love it. I love eight figures. Like I, I, we're so similar on the same journey. It's blowing my mind. Like, of course, like it, it does. Like it's not even illogical. It's like yeah, logical thing. Eight figures now. Next Let's logical go. step. Like, like I, yeah. Melody's I love it. Like I wouldn't expect anything less from you. I was like, well, seven figures. Next thing is eight. It's like it's it's a lot more, but in my head it's not. It's just the next step. <laughs> so it is, and this is this is where I realized like my my father came in here to help us like move and everything. And my husband was talking on the phone while doing the boxes, and he was talking to one of his friends. They they are both trading a lot and doing a lot of things with money, but they talk about million dollar account. You know, <laughs> what was happening is my my. <laughs> I would never forget my father just hanging frame on the walls and like, and just listening to to my 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 husband talking about me money and everything, and he's like, "What I what is she, what is he talking about? Like all the time talking about million, like about money. What do you mean about money? I'm like about money? Yeah, but what I real like I I thought he was talking about trading. I'm like, yeah." And then he was not connecting the dots. It's like it's 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 big. You're trading the amount of money, like what, what, like like this amount. But it's like it's we're so in our world that at the same time, sometimes it creates dissonance with others because it's not logical for them. It isn't. It it's 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 not logical to do that kind of move. Like, but when you're into this kind of space and you nurture these relationship where someone's saying eight figures, I'm like, of course. It's I I wouldn't like expect anything else of you. Like. Of course, you're aiming for the eight eight figures, and it's gonna happen like that. And it's gonna be beautifully like landed on the moon. Like, oh my god, it's gonna be like just so dreamy, so extraordinary. Like, but I think it's important to allow yourself to reclaim what you really want, and not just go like. Remember when you said the beginning? Let's do full circle into this. You said like to reclaim what really you desire, because at first, like, yeah, I'm gonna save the world. I'm gonna change the world. But what do you really want to do? Oh, I'm gonna just. I want to have money because, 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 because I'm going to help so many poor people. Yeah, what else? What about you? What's the you into this? Where are you really like committed to this? No, 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 I'm going to change. If everything is about others, then it doesn't have the same empowerment. So there's so many into the us, into this. Of course, I'm I'm giving like I never have, like I never could before because I have so many resources now. Like to say to my father, can you take a break? from your job i'm gonna pay you and you can come in here like because it's not about like i have to pay him but he cannot like help me 
and just say no to the job. Like he had to have money, like if, if you want to take a break, but to have these resources to say, do you want to do that? To have these resources to help, to get help, to get supported, to like, there's so many things that can happen with money. I think I love that you said, this is kind of the big thing that cannot lie and everything else is going to unfold under this. Like, so many things going to happen for you because now you're going to have the resource. You already have the resource. Not that you don't have the resources, but it's like more resources, more opportunity, more things to explore, more adventure, more like it's more all the time. I love it. I wouldn't have, you wouldn't be able to help people if you start stayed humble. Like we wouldn't be able to support these, you know, like I wouldn't, I donated $4,000 the other day to a cause, like a homelessness cause. I didn't, couldn't do that if I hadn't shifted my beliefs around money. I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't healed my relationship with what being humble meant and actually transitioned into understanding the importance of myself and my work and what I do and understanding the importance of money and the role that money plays in that. And so I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was like, if I hadn't shifted my beliefs, especially around money and also being humble and have a reclamation of like, you know what? I do want money and I do like it and I do enjoy it and I love it. And it gives me so much freedom. And with money, I, I, I never used to be so motivated to talk about money because I'm just like, this is just going to be my little thing that I shifted and I focused on it and I was became motivated by it and I became driven, all the things you're not allowed. And it made me happy. I'm like, oh, all the things you're not allowed to say with money. Money made me happy. I was already happy. But money and happiness, I healed my relationship with that because I was like, for my whole life, it was all about money doesn't make you happy. And then my subconscious picked up like, oh, Jana desires to be happy she has this belief that money makes you not happy. Let's just not give her an abundance of money because then she's going to be unhappy. Like, cause it has that, like, so I healed my relationship with that. If I hadn't have done that, if I hadn't have had that reclamation that I wouldn't have created what I came here to create, I wouldn't be going where I'm going. So it's having those reclamations. A lot of the times with those biggest things, those things that you have always mm -hmm. been so like committed to and having that reclamation for sure. I love it. Full circle done. Thank you so much for coming here. I'm going to have you. I loved it. Like, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everyone who's listening to us and replay live. Thank you. We love you. And I cannot thank you enough. My heart is full of love. Everyone's saying powerful. Like, that was, that, that was it. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Squeezy hugs. <laughs> love you. Thank you, everyone. Wishing you for you one of the greatest day. May this day be full of dream and miracles. And for me, it's going to be my evening. So good night, everyone. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. If you want to be live in the audience for this conversation, or even catch the replay for this one. Join us in my free Facebook group, Sacred Heaven. The link is in the description of this episode. I love you, and I can't wait for you to feel how truly beautiful you are.